You're listening to the Counterculture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. Is your teen or young adult searching for encouragement to stand strong as they head back to school this fall? Grab them right now and have them listen to this episode with you because they're going to hear some life-changing advice and exhortation. Sarah Barrett is the 22-year-old editor-in-chief of TheRevolution.com and the author of Stand Up, Stand Strong, A Call to Bold Faith in a Confused Culture and Love Riot, A Teenage Call to Live with Abandon for Christ. And that is absolutely what we need in this day and age. She's a host of the podcast, Do Hard Things with The Revolution, and has been a guest on dozens of radio shows and podcasts, including Moody Radio and my dear friend Eric Metaxas on The Eric Metaxas Show. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm your host, Tina Griffin. And the theme of this series absolutely is positive role models. It's about time we do a positive theme with all the craziness going around our globe today. Our kids desperately need positive role models, especially as they head back into the lion's den, a.k.a. America's public schools. You know that I'm a huge advocate of homeschooling because I believe the public schools are a complete war zone. However, realistically, I also know that many kids are still heading that direction this month. Therefore, these guests this week will give some excellent encouragement to help those world changers head back into an upside down environment. And to help us encourage these future patriotic leaders of America, I'm with Sarah Barrett, author, editor of TheRevolution.com. Sarah, how you doing, girl? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to talk to you today. Okay. <laughs> After observing countless teens leaving the church, that's a huge problem going on right now. Mm-hmm. Your passion grew to live out God's calling and seeing young adults captivated by the beauty of the gospel and equipping them with the truth of God's word. Thank you for doing what you do. I don't know of many young people like yourself doing that. What caused you to get involved in doing that as your mission for life? Well, really, it did all begin with just observing so many of my peers struggling so deeply, uh, seeing so many of them that I once considered strong in their faith. You know, they were the the core members of the youth group, and then they walked away and they completely changed their life. And it's just asking these questions, why? How does that happen? And really, after observing their struggles, after walking through my own struggles in my own faith walk, Um, I just began to have such a passion to help equip and strengthen teens and young adults in their walk with God, um, to help give them the answers to the hard questions that they're asking, answers that deserve, uh, I mean, questions that really deserve answers, solid biblical answers, because this world is throwing so much pressure our way, it's throwing so many questions so many things that other generations also haven't had to really deal with on the degree that this generation is because we're living in this information age where we're just having media overload and so many noise, so much pressure, so many voices. So I just began to have such a burden for my peers to help them to face these hard questions head on with the truth of scripture, with the truth of God's word, and just encourage them, know that that Jesus is worth it, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that they can live 
boldly and set, set apart for God, even in this anti-Christian culture and just kind of come alongside them, you know, because I'm walking through the same things. I'm grow, I grew up in the same environment as they are. And so I just want to come alongside them, encourage them and help them in the midst of this really crazy culture that we're living in. I wish I could reach the screen and give you a hug because <laughs> reading over your information, you, I have chills all over my body right now. I do. It's just unbelievable. Reading over your information, you remind so much of myself and we're going back 30 years, mm -hmm. 20, I'll say 25 years on my heart and passion for my classmates and our generation back then yeah. without yes. the pressures that you just talked about. It was bad mm -hmm. enough, sex, drugs, suicide issues, cu cutting just started kind of coming on the scenes. It wasn't that big, but we didn't have cell phones. You know, it, the first mm -hmm. phone I had was a flip phone. I was like in my early 20s. <laughs> So the pressure right. put on you guys, I was outside hanging out with my friends. It was less suicide rates because we were outdoors and hanging out with people, communication face-to-face, -face, not all these social pressures. So thank you, thank you, thank you for what you're doing. I know what pressure it was that many years ago being your age. I can't imagine the pressure in now. You have friends that you said you went through youth group with. You're on fire. You've got this ministry, uh, therevolution.com, where you do a lot of helpful links and stories and articles for adults through your blog, podcast, online events, all that. Do you have mm -hmm. friends that you grew up with that fell from their faith in the Lord, fell away, and now see you and what you're doing and say, hang on a second, can you please help me? I haven't experienced that to a huge degree. I feel, I feel like often it takes a while for them to reach that point. You know, they have to kind of walk through things a little bit on their own before they're going to be able to reach out. Uh, for help. So I, I hope and I pray that maybe at some point that does happen. Uh, at this point, it hasn't really come across uh, too much to my path too much. But that is definitely my prayer that, you know, those that have walked away would come back, that they would remember the foundations that they grew up on, and that they would come back uh, over time. Well, keep exposing the lies. I think by exposing lies yes. and pointing people to truth, that absolutely will happen because people are searching right now. Okay, I gotta mm -hmm. ask, I was doing some FBI research on you, girl. I got to ask your podcast. This might be like, hello, Tina. Yes. Dumb question. Your podcast is called Do Hard Things. Is that connected with the book of the same name by Alex and Brett Harris, Do Hard Things? I love that book. You bet it is. Yes. The revolution. Oh, yeah. yeah. The revolution is Alex and Brett Harris's ministry. Um, that I just came on as a staff member several years ago, got connected with Brett and with the former editor-in-chief, Jaquel Crow. Um, I read Do Hard Things. It was revolutionary to me in my own teen life when I was growing up. And that's really how my entire writing journey started, was with the revolution. I wrote an article, 16 sent it in, no, no thought that they would ever publish it. They did, and that's how it all started. And now I'm so honored to be uh, started the podcast. We've dreamed about having a podcast for years, uh, editor-in-chief of the website. And so, yeah, I love Alex and Brett. Do Hard Things was so pivotal in my own life. And I wasn't a teenager, but I give 50 thumbs up from the Counterculture Mom team. Everybody watching this episode right now, tuning in via podcast radio, Do Hard Things by Alex and Brett Harris. It is a life changer for your teens. Forward is by Chuck Norris, a teenage rebellion against low expectations. 
I read that book in my early 30s and it changed my life. It made me wish that I was a teenager again to do some things over again in my teens. What a life changer. So cool you're teaming up with those guys because they are absolutely fantastic. Life-changing book people, grab a copy for your kids and yourself. Read it yourself with your kids. Okay, we're digging in. 4% girl of Gen Z have a biblical worldview I've been singing that for two decades. I'm, I'm surprised it's still 4%, sad but true. Why yeah. is this? Well, really, to answer that question, you have to go to the foundations of what a worldview is. And so a worldview, it asks and it answers the big questions of life. You know, who is God? Is there a God? Who are humans? How did we come to exist? What is the purpose of life? What equals a meaningful life? Answering those big questions lays the foundation of your worldview. So as you answer those questions and you answer them through either, you can answer them through many different lenses, many different filters. You can answer them through the filter of what the world says. You can answer them through the filter of what scripture says. You can answer them through the filter of what, you know, another religion like, um, what uh, Islam says or Hinduism or any of these other, you know, new age, uh, new age philosophy, all of these things, they all have different answers to these big questions of life. And so how you answer those questions affects so much. It affects the choices that you make. It affects how you view yourself. It affects how you view other people. It affects so much. And because our culture is saturated with so many of these other ideas, these other perspectives, these other answers to these big questions. That means that the biblical answers and the biblical truth are becoming harder and harder for our teens to grasp hold of as truth is really just dissolved and replaced with subjectivity. So many things uh, that we don't have a foundation of truth anymore in our culture. Um, that results in the fact that we are very much a biblically illiterate society and a society that has no foundation of a biblical worldview. To help connect with like Gen Z thinking, I sometimes um, compare a worldview to like a filter on Instagram. So you put a filter over a picture and it changes the way that picture looks. It doesn't change the picture per se, but it changes how you perceive that picture. You know, maybe highlight certain things or minimizes certain other aspects. And a worldview does the same thing. It changes the way that we look at the world, the way that we view the world around us. And it impacts and changes how we live, how we form our lives, and everything really that we believe. So that is really a summary. There are so many other reasons you could get into about why our generation um, is not, why only 4% of my generation has a biblical worldview, but that is really like the, the foundational reason, um, simply that we are answering these questions in all of the wrong ways. Yes, yes, and yes. And the sad thing is we're answering those questions all in the wrong ways, including coming from the body of Christ. That's what's ripping my heart out. Not every church, it's not a blanket statement here, but most churches, even the ones that I've gone into and spoken in for the last 20 years doing youth events, I've had a lot of youth pastors blasting pop culture coming from the Hollywood Hills that are mm -hmm. degrading women, violent in nature. And when I ask, they're like, well, we want to make sure the outside world feels more at home. No, they're mm -hmm. coming to the event because they want something different. So yes. 
it's critical to combat the mess. We've got public school education, pop culture. Pop culture is approximately 70, 80 hours a week that our kids are ingesting an anti-God message from all these other avenues, except from a Christian biblical worldview. We've got them going to public schools, primarily in America. Yes, some homeschool, and that is on the rise. Praise the Lord. But that's 40 hours a week of anti-God. So we can see the major indoctrination of why our kids are going wayward with that. You've got great solutions to that entire mess. And we're going to hear about it right after a word from our sponsor. Anxiety is at an all-time high, causing restlessness and paralyzing panic attacks. There is Hope, a revolutionary product that brings healing and relieves symptoms of anxiety by harnessing the body's own electrical fields in conjunction with a pre-programmed patch. The Restore Patch is an all-natural, drug-free, wearable patch, and it's risk-free with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Check out RestorePatch.com and get 10% off using promo code TINA at checkout. Stop feeling overwhelmed, fearful, and anxious with Restore Patch. Sarah, we can totally see why we have a mess in America and why our kids are struggling Mm -hmm. for truth, trying to get it, and it's hard for them to get it. But there are ways. Before we dig into those positive solutions to this big problem, we're living in a post-truth generation. Can you quickly go over what post-truth thinking is? Yeah, so post-truth thinking. First, a fun fact about post-truth that I always like to highlight is in 2016, the Oxford Dictionary named post-truth as their word of the year. And think back to 2016, it was pretty much an exclamation point on everything that we were seeing in our culture. Just this idea that truth is subjective, that Truth is not an objective reality that everyone has to agree upon. It's instead, live your truth. What do you believe is true? You know, we hear so many of these post-truth phrases like, yeah, live your live your own truth. All roads lead to God. Um, you know, just coexist. And the progressive Christianity movement as well is really rooted in post-truth, that there is not a foundation of biblical truth, that God's word is true and absolute. And we're just seeing so much uh, impact there in how we view God, how we view ourselves. Post-truth really just, it dissolves the foundations of any kind of objective reality. And it, it is, we, we, we can see that this is uh really, it's not surprising because if you look at, consider the fact that in our culture, even the existence of God has become a subjective truth, that if you want to believe that there is a God, you can believe that there is a God. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't, then, you know, or whatever you want to believe is God. Um, But if a moral authority exists, then that moral authority has the right to have moral absolutes, or you could call it truth. Uh, But because our culture has really relegated God, that moral authority, to the realm of the subjective, everything else has also become subjective in our culture. We know that approximately 70% of adults, young adults, drop out of church, primarily because Mm -hmm. of what you just rattled off as the major reasons why, the pop culture, our nasty entertainment, we've got the school systems, it's hard to find truth today. The truth is being censored, stripped off the internet. Aye, 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 it's a big mess. Mm-hmm. But 70% of adults are now dropping out of church. Why is this generation of young people leaving the church so rapidly? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, really, uh, we've touched on many of it, but it's like a threefold problem, I would say. Uh, the first is that we have so much pressure in our culture. We've already discussed this, but it is true that there is such 
so many voices, so much noise. We are living in a media age where we're just having so much pressure all around us from the culture. And it's just infiltrating our lives, our minds, the way that we think and believe about everything. Second problem that you touched on is that we have a world, we have a church that looks just like the world. We have a church that we have a church that focuses on entertainment instead of on equipping people within it. We have a church that is minimizing the truth of the gospel to make it something that is just palatable, something that will just increase uh, your, you know, this will just be a nice little add on to your life instead of something that utterly transforms you from the inside out. We have this church that is just not being set apart from the world, but instead just focusing so much on entertaining on just making it appealing to the world. And we wonder why people are leaving the church and going out into the world when it looks exactly like it. Because if we can get everything that we're getting in the church out in the world, uh, except on a heightened and magnified level, why stay in church if it doesn't look any different? And then the third reason is that we have parents and mentors that are just not pouring into our youth that we are being discipled by the world, we're being discipled by social media, we're being discipled by Netflix and TV and so many things. And we do not have mentors and parents, people in the church speaking into our lives, pointing us to the truth. And we need that desperately because growing up is difficult in any culture, but it's especially difficult in this culture. And we need positive role models, people speaking the truth of scripture into our lives. And so those are really the three main reasons that I would boil it down to. I'm sure there are many more, but I think it all comes down to those three. Sarah, you should run for president. I, you are <laughs> encouraging me so much. You fire me up to keep doing what I'm doing. When I see the younger generation getting it and firing me up and having me think differently and help me, me helping me connect the dots, I'm like, oh, hold the ropes here. Why do you think pastors don't want to address these critical topics in churches today? Which, by the way, Wall Builders mm-hmm. Ministry, I love those guys, but they pump out. There's like the top 15, 20 questions they say that pastors maybe only tackle one or two of those top critical life questions mm-hmm. that young people have. They just don't want to go there. Why do you think pastors shy away from preaching the true gospel with these critical issues that young people have today? Well, there are, I'm sure there's many reasons, but really those things are not popular. They are difficult. They will not lead you to have a church often that looks successful to the world. I have often heard it said that the best sermons are preached to only a handful of individuals because people don't want to hear the truth. So if you're, it depends on what your motivation is. Is your motivation to have a church that is filled with individuals that you bring people in? Or is your motivation to simply be faithful to the word of God, to simply proclaim the gospel? Now, the gospel is not a popular message. It is a message of offense. That's why Paul had to say, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to those who believe. That's a message that many people are ashamed of. They're ashamed of the truth of God's word because culture doesn't affirm it. The world doesn't affirm it. Um, It is something that literally throughout the ages could lead you to land in prison or to be killed for your faith. We are not having that right now, but we are still having 
subtle persecution and just this pressure from the world that we are supposed to conform. Why are you conforming instead to the word of God instead of to the world? And as a leader of a church, of a body of believers, that pressure is even stronger because you have the influence to help shape their hearts and minds, to help lead them to Christ. But instead, so many are just focusing on leading people to themselves, leading people to fill their pews, uh, leading them to, we have to have some numbers here. We have to make it look impressive. So we need to get back to what is this all about? It's not about us. It's about proclaiming the gospel. And no, that's not going to be a popular message from the day that Jesus Christ died to even before throughout his entire life in ministry. It's been a, a message of offense. It's been unpopular. It's led to consequences for those who proclaim it. But as a church, we can do nothing else but just proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, regardless of the consequences. Where did you come from? I am just absolutely blown away. First of all, are you the oldest child, youngest child? How many siblings do you have in your family? I am the youngest of two. I have one older sister. Is she like you? Oh, she's actually also a writer. She writes fiction, whereas I am nonfiction. But yes, we had uh, great parents. We were homeschooled as well. So I think all of that just really uh, played a part. But I just have to point all to the grace of God, grace of Jesus Christ, all praise and glory to him for anything at all in me. I, I'm literally listening to you saying if my daughters can grow up to be like you, I, I would be so uh, excited. I am just so encouraged by your words today because you see what is going on as a young person. I, I'm just blown away. You've encouraged me. You know, a lot of times I have these themes. Let's encourage the teens this week. And that's our theme. But man, have you encouraged me? Unbelievable. More from you on the solutions on how we can draw them back into the church and into scripture, God's word, right after word from our sponsor. We are in a cancel culture. Is your money safe? Are you holding it in a place that shares your conservative Christian values? If your funds are not with a financial institution that shares your values, they may be in jeopardy if you are not in agreement with their secular values. American Christians could lose billions of charitable donations without even knowing it. Capstone Legacy Foundation's charter ensures that we follow donor intent. Please go to capstonelegacy.org to help us see if you need to change where you are holding your assets for planned giving. That's capstonelegacy.org. Before I let you go, there's a lot of young people, words getting out in the street here, that they love your book, Love Riot. I love that title. I don't know how you came up with that one. Um, our young people need role models. We know that. And voices like yours speaking into their lives. Tell us more about your book, Love Riot. Yeah, so Love Riot really was the the first idea that I I had for a book and it was birthed out of just that desire to help my peers seeing so many of them walk away from God, walk away from the church, is struggling in their relationship with God and having walked through many of those same struggles myself. I wanted to encourage them. I wanted to help them in their relationship with God to show them that Jesus is worth it no matter what that investing in your relationship with him is the most important thing it is the first and foremost thing in your life and so i wanted just to encourage them to help them to just uh bring them back to that jesus following jesus is more than just you know it's more than the pizza parties at your church <laughs> it is a revolutionary call to be different to go out to share the gospel to have this transformational passion for Christ. All right, people. Um, if you want your child to hopefully land up like Sarah today, grab 
that book. It's not a 100% guarantee, but my kids are going to be reading that book. Also, you have Stand Up, Stand Strong. When I got this in the mail, I was on fire. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And I wish I could read books in like an hour, but this one I'm going to be highlighting, underlining, I know it. Stand Up, Stand Strong, a call to bold faith in a confused Mm -hmm. culture. Perfect thing that you wrote for a time that we're living in right now. Every teen and young adult should read that book, grab it. Girl, can you give us some of the top questions that this book answers? Yeah, so really, we we started the foundation of asking questions like, what is a worldview? What's a biblical worldview? How do I grow this worldview? Also, we dig into post-truth that we just talked about, um, all of these things, and then getting into the nitty-gritty. This is so cool. I'm looking at the bottom of your website as you're talking about your phenomenal book. You've got Randy Alcorn giving it two thumbs up. Jay Warner Wallace is a buddy of mine. I love that guy. If these people, everybody, are giving two thumbs up to that book, you have to get a copy of her book, Stand Up, Stand Strong. Okay, head over to Sarah's website, purchase her other book, Love Riot, along with the small group package that goes with it. If we're at sarahbarrett.com, we click on books and then get to the package. Uh, Yes, I believe it's about halfway down the page or a little farther down on the homepage as well. Okay, perfect. All right, everybody, check out sarahbarrett.com. Click on the books tab, go to Love Riot, and then you will see the book and the amazing Love Riot small group package that's now available. I think it's so key and so neat that you have a follow-up to a book. Because a lot of times I'll, I'll read a great book and be like, well, are there other people that feel the same way I do? I want to connect with them. This allows them to all connect. So you're doing such phenomenal work. I'm so glad that our paths crossed and you give me such encouragement This book, Stand Up, Stand Strong, I'm not only going to read for myself, I'm going to pass it off to my boys and have them do a book report on it and do Love Riot and have them sign up for your small group because I think young kids are never too young to get the right knowledge in their head. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Keep up the excellent work. Let's chat afterward Mm -hmm. and see what God's got in store. We've we've got to get you on the team somehow. Keep keep it up, girl. Keep it up. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids. 